This is the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel, taking a bite-sized look at some of the big Liverpool FC talking points. Hello and welcome to the latest Agenda Podcast from the Blood Red Channel with myself, Matt Addison, alongside our social media editor, Marcus Banks. Liverpool, Jurgen Klopp and Michael Edwards have plenty to think about heading into the summer, not least about the centre of defence. That's what we're going to have a chat about on this episode of the show, looking back at the weekend's game against Southampton in terms of the defence and ahead to the summer transfer window in terms of central defence as well. I think the obvious place, though, to to start really, Marcus, is just to to point out really that this has been a remarkable season in terms of injuries and a particularly remarkable season in terms of of centre-backs as well. It's been so strange and surely and, and hopefully we won't ever see anything quite like this ever again. Yeah, it is. It's it's definitely the definition of unprecedented. I think I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think it was the 20th different partnership, centre back partnership uh, this season, which is it's 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 hard to put into words. You know, like how how crazy that actually is when you actually you think about it, and especially you know a lot a lot was made of of Man City's uh, injury problem last year, not having the poor for which wasn't even a significant part of the season. You know, they, they did miss him. They missed him for a few months, but Liverpool have had. The best defender in the world, and Virgil Van Dijk out for the season. His number two, Joe Gomez, out for the season. Joel Matip has been injured various parts of the season, and is now probably ruled out for the season. And even the players coming in in January to solve the injury problems have also been injured. You've got Kabak out now. Ben Davis is, you know, he hasn't played, but he's also had his injury problems. It's 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 absolutely astonishing. And then when you think about Jordan Henderson, who's been playing centre back, is also injured for a, a long period of time. It's it, it's. It's one of those situations where if you don't if you don't laugh you'll cry. It's 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 utterly bizarre. Fabinho is another one as well. We've had a, a little bit of a spell on the sideline. I think if we've learned one thing this season, and I think probably Jurgen Klopp's team selection at the weekend sort of pointed towards this as well, is that next season we just can't be seeing Fabinho at centre back. He's got to be in midfield, hasn't he, for pretty much every single match moving forward? Yeah, it's it's one hundred percent, and his record in midfield speaks for itself. You know. I understand why Klopp opted for for Fabinho centre half, and especially in his in his first first few games, he was he was excellent there. But it's it's more of a like you say, it's it's more of a question of of losing his influence in the midfield and and what he brings to that midfield. Not not just in terms of protection for the defence, but you know his range of passing. I think that's quite an underrated quality of Fabinho. He is he is excellent excellent passer and. and he is quite progressive with his passing too, he, and he allows you know the players like Thiago Alcantara to to perform to their best, and possibly allows you to play play more of an attacking you know midfield too if you wanted to go with Curtis Jones and Thiago. That's more uh, viable if you've got someone like Fabinho offering that sort of protection. So it's it's a difficult one with Fabinho because and and this this Thursday against Manchester United is probably going to be another headache for for Jurgen Klopp. Does he? move Fabinho back into that defence for a more experienced option and then lose him in midfield, which I think a lot of Liverpool fans don't want to see, to be honest. I, I, I mean, and I'm in that boat too. I think Fabinho should definitely be in midfield every game for the rest of his Liverpool career, probably. Yeah, definitely. I mean, let's have a quick chat about, obviously, Reese Williams and, and Nat Phillips. They were the two that were trusted against Southampton. Obviously, as you say, it's it's a slightly different game against Manchester United for, for those two. So we'll see what Jurgen Klopp does with them. But just in terms of, of Southampton, I know that it comes with the caveat of there being no Danny Ings. Maybe Southampton are not in the best form at the moment. But what did you make of Williams and, and, and Phillips at, at centre-back? Uh, Phillips especially, again, 
impressive as, as he has been all season. I think there's obviously a couple of moments against Real Madrid where he got a little bit exposed, but that's to be expected. He's a 24-year-old with relatively little experience at this level and to come in in the season that Liverpool are having, the injury problems that Liverpool have had and perform the way he has has just been remarkable and it's I don't think anyone could probably have seen it coming, but he, he has been exceptional and probably has a shout for Liverpool's Player of the Year. Um and and Williams is another one, you know, relatively completely inexperienced at any levels higher than um Kidderminster Harriers or whatever I can't remember I think that was the club that he played for. It's to to make a step up so quickly when which is it's 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 almost unfair to, to ask him to, you know, step into that void um into this Liverpool team that hasn't been performing on, on, on the pressures of last year and the pressures of not having fans to back him. You know, it's it's it, both of them deserve tremendous amounts of credit, and, and both of them were, were excellent again uh, against Southampton. And like you say, United does pose a different question, but I think Klopp's faith in in Reece Williams has been rewarded, and, and Nat Phillips every game he seems to be getting better and better, and, and looking more like a Liverpool central defender. I thought Reese Williams was probably at his, his best, certainly much improved on a couple of performances earlier this season. But of course, he was in that team because Ozan Kabak had a little bit of an injury, obviously the, the latest in a long line of Liverpool centre-backs to, to be on that sort of treatment table. But in terms of, of Ozan Kabak, I mean, he's obviously come in. He, he knows he's got the clause in the summer, 18 million or so that, that Liverpool would have to pay to make it a permanent deal come the summer. But it sort of seems to me like a really difficult one to, to judge him. I think we'd probably all think he was a much better defender, for example, if he was there alongside Virgil van Dijk. It, it almost doesn't feel fair to judge him, but that's what Liverpool are going to have to do. Yeah, that, and that, that is the nail on the head. You think, again, another completely relatively like unknown defender to some. You know, people forget how young he is. He's coming from a Schalke team who have, you know, vastly underperformed in the Bundesliga, you know, one of the worst defences in the league. Um, and to come into this Liverpool team as, a, you know, a deadline they sign, bit of a risk. Um, and then I think that the immediate question of, you know, alone with the option to buy, raised question marks over whether he was a Liverpool first choice, whether, you know, that was a security blanket because there was some concerns over over Kabak and, and personally I wasn't convinced, you know, at the first few appearances I, I thought I wasn't I wasn't too convinced. But he's another he's another player who's grown game by game and for me, signing him in the summer for the price, I think is a no brainer. Eighteen million for a centre half who recently turned twenty one is and and is improving game by game and like you say, he hasn't played in a Liverpool team, which is full strength. He hasn't played next to Virgil van Dijk. He's barely played with Fabinho midfield. He's 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 had the pressure of uh, a lot of scrutiny coming on Liverpool's performances, particularly in defence. You know, Liverpool's form is is woeful, and he has been still performing, you know, to a really high level in a, in a brand new league, thrown in the deep end really. And he, he's 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 shown improvement in his game, and but he, he is in that tough boat of of where the Liverpool go in terms of centre backs now, because when everyone is fit, then we've gone from having none to almost. A surplus of of you know, especially if if you t- if you factor in the potential signing of Ibrahim Kanate, you think if Joe Matip's still about then and Nat Phillips too, you're looking at about six centre half. So, is he going to be the one who's unfortunate enough to, to cut out or do Liverpool you know shake things up in defence and make him permanent uh, alongside someone else? The agenda on the Blood Red Channel. 
I've got a good idea of of what I'd like to do. I'd like to, to sort of ask you the, the same sort of question, really. So we'll we'll kind of go through each of the options that Liverpool have got now. And obviously, we'll put Canate in there as well as kind of the, the leading contender of those who plays for other clubs who could potentially come in. But I think probably Reese Williams is, is maybe the easiest one to sort of think about. I mean, part of the reason that Ben Davis came in in January was supposed to be so that, that Williams could go back to the 23s, continue his development. Do you think that's the plan for him next season or, or possibly even a, a loan? I think maybe a, a championship club possibly could could work out for him. Yeah, I think I think uh, a championship loan would be be the best idea for for Reece Williams. Like I said before, it's, it's it was unfair. He was there out of necessity, but he, he has performed well. And you've got to look at Harvey Elliott as a as a prime example of you know the loan system doesn't it doesn't always work. But Elliott's a, a prime example of it of it working you know perfectly. He's he's had a fantastic season at Blackburn in a competitive league like the Championship, and is now returning to Liverpool, which expecting to you know and and rightly so probably should be in the conversation for for first team football next season so i think he, a year out for reese in in at a championship club possibly even league one club and any loan really but he just needs regular game time in a in a situation in a league more suited to his his development in the the time he is in his career so i think a, a loan for reese is, is pretty much nailed on or you know like you say under 23s football too but anything, I mean, it can be in around the first team squad, but I just don't, don't think it's fair to him at this minute to put that sort of pressure on him and 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 rush his development, really. Yeah, that's a, a fairly straightforward decision. I think the other one's slightly more difficult. I mean, for me, Nat Phillips, he's, he's been great, obviously, as you say, he's done fantastically well. But to me, it sort of stands out as one where his price tag is, is never going to be higher than this summer. I think if he stays at Liverpool, he's not going to get as many games. To me, it, it makes sense to maybe move him on and possibly learn from the likes of, of Harry Wilson, Divock Origi. In the past, maybe their value has been a little bit higher. Liverpool have missed the boat and, and missed out on a bit of money. For me, I think probably this summer you could get maybe 12, 15 million for him. I don't know whether you think that's realistic or would you be sort of moving him on, keeping him? What, what's your sort of thoughts on, on that situation? Uh, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. I think um, obviously with one year left in his contract in the summer, I think, I mean, he's, he's done fantastically well and no, no one can take no one can discredit him and take that away from him but I think he does have limitations to his game and he doesn't really suit you know the Liverpool way of playing to a, to a tee you know is he going to come in and partner Van Dijk I, I, I don't think so I mean he's, he's, he is he's fantastic and he's got his strengths but he has got his limitations Um. And I think he does deserve to be playing at this level, but just possibly not for Liverpool. I think he would suit a, a different team, you know, a different style of play. I think he would do very well in a in a three at the back five at the back formation where he can he can use his aerial prowess. You know, he is fantastic in the air, and I think he would suit a, a team lower down the Premier League more more attuned to to his strengths. So I think I think it's the time. I think Phillips is it. Like he's he's twenty four. You know, he's not that twenty nineteen. He's not. He's probably not going to develop too much more, and he's not going to benefit from another loan. Or so I think, like like you say, this is the time to move him on. You know, get a decent fee for him and allow him to go and you know continue his career in the Premier League. But I think you know, like I said, you can't discredit him. He's been excellent this season. But I just think it's it's the right time for probably not to to move on. And, and like I say, he deserves to be playing Premier League football. He's proven that he can compete at this level. So I think he a transfer to another Premier League team is is the best move for him. 
if Liverpool were to, to cash in on him, that could sort of go some way to, to paying that 18 million that they'd have to, to put down for, for Ozan Kabak. I mean, as we understand that at this moment in time, Liverpool's plan is to just bring in one central defender. But if they were to move, say, Williams out on loan, Phillips was to go on a permanent sort of move, would you then have to, to go and, and get two players? Would it be Kabak and Kanate, do you think, in, in the summer, if that was the case? Yeah, it's, it's again. It's, an, it's a really tough one. I think. I think the the main the main thing this summer is going to be Joel Matip. Like, if if he stays, then you think possibly one. I, I can't see two if if Matip is staying, and you know, it can prove his fitness, which he hasn't been able to do for the majority of his Liverpool career. I think if if Matip is is going to be in that centre back mix, then it is going to be one. Um, personally, I'd like to see. I wouldn't like to see, but I think it's time for, to move Matip on. You know, he's he is on his day, not even on his day. He's just he is a fantastic defender. But the the one thing you need in a in a backup centre back is reliability, and him and Dejan Lovren were unable to do that. You know, both of them had various injury problems, and f- for all this quality, you can't have a backup centre back who who cannot be relied upon. He is he is simply just too injury prone, and in Kabak and possibly another centre back, you you could have two extremely reliable young um you know for, for the 18 million price tag Kabak's value is only going to go up and in Ibrahim Kanate if he is the one to to come in you've got a player who can possibly play right back Joe Gomez can play right back too and you know as as I spoke about in another podcast the option of bringing in Kanate also opens up the uh, the possibility of perhaps moving to a, th- a three three centre back formation. You've got two two pacey centre backs and Gomez and and Kanata. You could you know flank Van Dijk and move into a to a different style system similar to the one that Thomas Tuchel used at Chelsea to to great effect, and that could you know go some way to solving Liverpool's issue of failing to to break down that low block, which we've you know as as cost in the season. Yeah, definitely. Certainly plenty to, to think about. You mentioned Virgil van Dijk there as well. I'm just going to finish with a, a quick word on, on him as well. I think we're all desperate to, to see him back and obviously all of the other players as well. But I think van Dijk in particular for me is, is the one that you just can't wait to, to see him back on a, a pitch again. Uh, it's just, it's counting down the days and it's keeping your fingers crossed that, you know, for whatever reason, obviously I, I want to see him, you know, prosper at European level and, and international level. But I just, I hope... He doesn't go to the Euros and you can just get a full summer of, you know, rehabilitation, you know, getting that match sharpness back and ready to hit the ground uh, next season. I, I, you've only got to look at Ruben Diaz to, to see what a, what a centre-back of that calibre. I think Van Dijk is another level, but he also brings, you know, Van Dijk next to Gomez. Gomez looks 10 times to player. He brings everyone else around him. He brings that leadership, that stability. I think he makes Alisson look better. He, the whole team just, he is, he is, he's almost a spine in himself, like... A centre back of his calibre, um, yeah, he is. I think he's Liverpool's most important player, and and getting him back will be will go a long way to to seeing Liverpool hopefully return to the right end of the table. Yeah, absolutely. Like a new signing, you could almost say with Virgil Van Dijk and one or two other of those players who are out missing at the the moment with injuries. But of course, still four more games for Liverpool to play before they make all of those transfer decisions. But it could be a fascinating summer. Fingers crossed they can get one or two players in, move one or two out too, and, and refresh and, and go again for, for next season. But uh, in the meantime, make sure, of course, to, to like and subscribe. Leave us a review as well if you're listening to the show as a podcast. And of course, you can leave your thoughts in the YouTube comments on what you 
Jurgen Klopp and Michael Edwards should be doing with the centre-backs and everybody else this summer. For now, though, from myself, Matt Addison, and from Marcus Banks, that's all we've got time for on the latest Agenda podcast. Goodbye for now. You've been listening to the Agenda podcast on the Blood Red channel.